Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. We're located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 in Capitol Drive. We're in that great big, beautiful town bank building. We're also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank building, which is just across the street from Winkies. We also have the ability to service our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. My guest today is James Lewis. He is a author. He's also the president of the National Society of High School Scholars. There's over 2 million lifetime members ages between 15 and 32 and from many, many different countries. And so welcome to the show, Jim. So good to be here, Karen. You know, how did you get involved in this? I have um, eight grandchildren and uh, two or three of them now going off, you know, into college. And it's such an important piece. And for me, I never had the opportunity to go to college, which is almost sounds a little crazy, but it's true. And so I find that this whole idea of these scholars and helping children to advance their careers and know what's available is so intriguing and interesting. And you just jumped off the cliff and started it. Oh, I know. It was so exciting. Um, The opportunity to create uh, a new organization that would recognize academic excellence among a diverse group of students focus that I had. And the vision also was shared with Mr. Nobel Uh, Mr. Klaus Nobel. He was a senior member of the Nobel Prize family. So when you're talking about recognizing academic excellence among the youth, it was so exciting to work hand in hand with the senior member of the Nobel Prize family. Uh, Of course, you know, their family heritage and tradition is all about recognizing the efforts of individuals that have helped uh, serve mankind in a significant way. And the passion of recognizing outstanding high school students that had a passion for world betterment, a passion for getting involved in their communities and giving back, a passion of learning and exploring. Um, That's why we created NSHSS some 20 years ago. And it's, it's hard to believe that 20 years has passed and the organization has grown. And, you know, we're not only recognizing students at the high school level, but we also, it's a lifetime membership. So students stay involved through college and beyond. So I know in the introduction, you were saying we have younger students to the age of 35. So it's great having the peer support group of not only a network of outstanding students in high school, but also those in college and young professionals. Um, And I want to applaud you when you said that, uh, you know, you're, I guess, a lifelong learner. Um, you unfortunately didn't get a college degree, but the success that you're having in your program and with your grandchildren, Karen, you're certainly doing something great. And I know you've got a lot to offer your listeners um, and those loyal followers about what they can do to help their children uh, achieve their dreams. And, um, and with NSHSS, you know, it's recognizing academic excellence but it's connecting high school students with uh, important topics 
um, that uh, a lot of parents may not have gone to college, you know, and may not have the understanding of what does it take today to get into an institution. And for those parents that did go to college, had that opportunity, things have changed drastically. So this topic today is so important uh, to students, uh, siblings, uh, parents and grandparents to really focus on, you know, what does it take, you know, to determine who you are as an individual in high school, and many students are trying to figure that out, um, and then sort of determine a projection of their life. Um, and one thing that we say at NSHSS is it's okay not to know. And so many students in high school are unsure. And that's where this opportunity to network with other students and say, you know, I think I want to be a doctor because my parents have suggested that but I really don't like the sciences. And, you know, I wanna do something that's more creative. And there's a lot of discussions around the cost of higher education and the pressure it puts on parents and children. You know, when you're looking at the cost of going to school is going up with inflation, uh, it's going, well, it's actually higher than inflation. You know, it's one of the most expensive benefits that, that we have as citizens of the world but the cost of achieving that goal is remarkable. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about um, today is, uh, you know, how do families prepare for this, you know, this opportunity, but it's a challenge. And I think the first thing I'd like to share is, you know, I think families really need to uh, educate themselves about finance. Um, and I believe finance is so important because with this generation, a lot of our parents, including myself, have given things to my children and we have done it out of love and care. But I think families really need to start when their children are very young and talk to them about you know, finances and money and benefits and costs and savings and how to prepare for the future you know, really understand the value of a dollar. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of those parents now um, have had struggles growing up and they try to be a little overprotective of their children and they give them, in my mind, sometimes a little bit too much. Um, so bringing back some of those values that were consistent on previous generations, you know, where, you know, a family had to work um, the ability to understand the importance of saving for something in the future versus some personal gratification uh, on some sort of impulse that a young person may feel like they need to, to receive. Um, so I think starting at an early age and building budgets, savings accounts, and encouraging young people to say, I want to save for my future. Um, I want to better myself. You know, I want to go to a college or university that I can become the best version of myself. And it's an intangible piece. So that's where, you know, starting at an early age, uh, explaining to the young people in the house, and a lot of time grandmas and grandpas can help out um, because they were raised at a different time in American history. Um, and the ability to share their stories on how difficult times were and the ability to say, you know, it's not about 
the money they make. It's about the money that a family or an individual can save. Um, and the benefit of receiving a college education, there's an, uh, an opportunity to explore different career paths. And those that have higher degrees tend to make more of an annual salary. So there's a cost benefit there, but really understanding the value of finance you know, that's such an interesting thought because so often when we sit down and we talk about what's really important to either a parent or grandparent, often it comes up, I want to make sure my kids go to college. I want to, I want to make sure they go to college. But I don't think I've ever asked my client the question, does your child want to go to college? <laughs> you know, and, yes. and, and, and getting them as interested in why to go to college other than just the idea of going to college for some reason of having a degree or getting a better job, but really helping them to understand the importance of it so that when they do get there, that they make the most of it. I remember a few years ago, one of my clients was talking to their um, son about going to school and he didn't know what he wanted to do and didn't want to really settle down and kind of the idea, well, I'm just going to go and figure it out when I get there. And so they went shopping on a Saturday looking for cars and the dad said he was looking for a car. And so they found this car and he says, wow, I love this car. And he said, that car costs one year of your college education. And the son was like blown away because he had never really figured out what the dollar amount was and the school, what he was going to have to spend and how important it was. And then they sat down and they started talking about the importance of going to school and what you want to get out of school, what you're willing to put into school. And that was a very meaningful conversation for them. Yeah, it's so important to illustrate to young people the advantages of that. Um, but at the same time, parents uh, find themselves questioning the values when they're seeing the cost of education rising. And it's particularly difficult, I think, on families that um, the students may not be aware of the major that they want to focus on. So, you know, if, you know, if a student is sort of in that self-discovery stage, it's okay to be applying to different types of colleges. But, you know, if you're spending $30,000, $50,000 a year and a student says, well, I'm not sure what I want to study, it's uncomfortable for parents sometimes to say, well, I want to make this investment. So, you know, we encourage uh, our NSHSS students and, and other students to understand that that curiosity is good and it's perfectly normal not to know. And that's why you go through that journey of college. So a lot of times the freshman, sophomore year, you know, it's basic education classes and you get exposed to different people, different faculty. And then you get a clear idea of who you want to become in the future, which will, of course, lend itself to now, dad, mom, I know I want to study psychology or, you know, I want to study art history or, you know, architecture. So that whole process is one that takes time, um, takes patience. And sometimes students, of course, will want to change their majors. And, and that's typical as well. So, you know, it's it's exciting to not know. It's reassuring to know that the not knowing is very normal, um, but it is difficult for some families when they're saying, gosh, if it's $40,000 a year, I would, you know, I'd like my child to know better, 
what they would like to become. And, you know, what I recommend is, you know, gap years are fine for families. Um, and the ability for a student to take a year off between high school and college and get a job, get exposed to different industries, um, you know, better understand the value of a dollar in education. And during that gap year, a lot of students realize that, boy, it takes a lot of hard work to, you know, flip hamburgers at Wendy's. And I thought $14 an hour was outstanding, um, but I don't know if I want to do this for the rest of my life. So maybe I want to get a business degree instead of accounting. Um, so, you know, that gap year experience is one that I feel is very healthy for students and families that want to take some time. And then two, I recommend to families when you're thinking about the high cost of education, you know, you don't have to go to the flagship institution in your state, um, especially if you're trying to figure out who you are, uh, what you want to become. There's outstanding junior colleges um, that are more affordable for families. It allows a student to get into a smaller classroom setting, explore different topics and different faculty, and it sometimes helps them in the transition from high school to college. And that's a great way to save significant dollars. So, you know, if you get, uh, get into a great community college that's affiliated with some of the four-year programs within states, the opportunity to start at a campus that is more inclusive of helping those students figure out who they are at a, at a cost that's much lower than the four-year for four years, um, that's also an alternative from, from a financial standpoint. My guest today is James Lewis. He is the president of the National Society of High School Scholars. And as I said, there's over 2 million lifetime members. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, let's, let's look at some of the other important things for parents and children to consider as they're taking that highway down to college and to their futures. With that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And I always feel such an honor for me to be able to do this show. And we're into our 35th year of bringing information to our clients and to our listeners. And today is one of those days where it's so important to really have an awareness of how you're spending your money and how you're going to afford college, how you're going to encourage your children. And so often they have the ability to have student packages that they can fill out in high school. And so my guest today is James Lewis. He's the president of the National Society of High School Scholars. And he is here today to give us some insight into really maximizing those dollars, but how to um, really launch your, your student, your child into a career that they're really happy with. Because I know I can't imagine doing anything else that I'm, I'm doing. I just love it so much. And I know, Jim, when I was looking at your history, the things that you do, not only are you the president of the National Society of High School Scholars, you're a mentor. I mean, you've been given so many different awards um, for the things that you've been involved with in really launching our community and supporting our community. So I just want to thank you for that. But what a wonderful person to be surrounding our children, to give them that insight that there's such a gift in giving back as well. 
Well, thank you for having me, Karen. It's a joy to be with you and share some insights, um, you know, around college applications, the cost of it. And I'd like to share some thoughts around, you know, how to maximize uh, your financial aid package. Um, because as you know, college is so expensive. And how does a family afford it today? And my advice to families is to look at the FAFSA form, which is a form that uh, all families should look at in a children's and a child's education in their senior year of high school. And what the FAFSA does is allows an institution to understand what kind of financial aid package could help support the student on their dreams of securing a, a degree. Um, and sometimes families don't take advantage of filling out this form, um, which is unfortunate because there are great programs uh, through the federal government. Uh, there's great programs that institutions have to support students and students that are in need. Um, historically, families may felt like, well, we're really not in need, but you know, there's many institutions that will help uh, families with incomes of eighty to a hundred thousand um, dollars, which is substantial. So some families feel like, well, I don't want to fill out the FAFSA form because we're really not needy, or they may be embarrassed by saying, well, I, you know, why should I fill out this form? But it would allow uh, uh, parents and children to get the best value for their education. So by completing the FAFSA and sending it off a student would receive a letter that would, it's called the expected family contribution. And this allows the family and the institution to get a better handle on what a student's family can afford. So it's the first step of assessing what financial aid packages may be available to a family. So it could be a loan or a grant. Um, it's also an opportunity for families to I want to say negotiate with the admissions dean because a lot of colleges and universities have a uh, full retail price on tuition and housing, but many institutions offer discounts or scholarships to students that uh, they would like to have attend and would welcome them to their campus. So families don't have to necessarily pay the full cost of tuition at the full retail rates. And this is a lot, this is a surprise to many families. So I would say take advantage of conversations, apply to universities that you'd like to attend. And then once you're accepted, talk to the folks at the institution and say, well, what programs and activities are available to me? Because I really would like to attend your university, but it's so expensive. And what kind of package can you offer me either as a discount from the admissions or a local scholarship from an institution, um, or there are other programs that family members can take advantage, like a work study program uh, could be introduced to uh, a young child that's wanting to go to a particular school. And there's many institutions that, that give significant discounts because they want to have a diverse campus. So if you're applying to a university in California or out of state, they may be looking for students from that state and they're willing to offer more of a scholarship or more financial aid to you to encourage you to not only be accepted, but to attend that institution. 
when you are talking about the senior year, filling out these forms, what are things that students can do right in their freshman year? I mean, is it an advantage that they belong to different sports or to clubs? Are there things that a parent can encourage a child who's going into as a freshman in high school or a sophomore? And of course, grades are important. And so often there's that one year, that first year of screwing around and all of a sudden they get serious. But how important is that to really be attentive to grades and the different activities and clubs and giving back to the community? Do universities consider that important? Oh, Karen, they, they do. And uh, I'm glad you asked that question. You know, when universities are flooded with applications, they're looking at what differentiates a student from another student. So the more some student will be involved, not only in high academics, but in leadership organizations and community organizations. And I'd recommend students that are in their freshman year you know, the ability to understand what clubs are there at their high school, uh, what programs are, are offered in their local communities, and how can they first engage and get involved. Um, and then once they have that experience at two or three different clubs or organization, you know, the next step for the following year would be to volunteer to be a committee chair or help out on a program you know, develop some real life experiences. And then by the third and fourth year, they can run for office within their chapters of their clubs and activities and organizations. So it's a way for them to have a track record of success where they've joined, let's say in their freshman year, got involved in their sophomore and junior year. And then by the time they were a senior, they're the VP or president of a, of a local club or engaged in a program that would be benefiting uh, uh, a local program uh, in their in their community. So activities are very important. Um, also, students you know should consider working during high school, um, and they should involve, be involved in sports programs and extracurricular activities that will help them stand out. Um, the debate club is an outstanding club too, because it would help students develop self confidence. Um, they would learn how to speak in front of uh, a group of uh, fellow students. It would provide them with an environment where they're thinking critically. Um, and then when they're called upon for an interview or visiting a campus, they would have those communication skills to really communicate who they are, how they are, how excited they are to attend an institution and what unique um, activities or leadership by attending that institution, the students can bring to the campus. Are the colleges looking at things like um, tutoring other students or arts, music, being in plays, um, charitable giving back to the community? Those are all things that, that are important. They're so important. And to be involved and engaged and have that recognition, you know, there's various components of a college application. So everything from academics to extracurricular activities to volunteer leadership groups, scholastic honors and awards. So when you think about uh, ways that a student can build out a level of competence and experience to attend a university, the universities want students that have a desire to grow, a desire to be independent. So the earlier they start practicing these skills um, in their high school years, 
the better prepared they are for college. And it's so important for a parent to understand the strengths and weaknesses of their children. Um, I think we all love our children and grandchildren, um, and we have to provide them with the guidance on how they can grow as an individual. Um, how can we let them be independent? Uh, how can we nurture them in a way that they'll be successful in the future? So not only are the students learning, but also the parents and grandparents are learning as well. Um, you know, there's no good handbook for being a wonderful mom or dad or grandparents. And we all learn from the discussions around that kitchen table and, you know, from our own life lessons. So having the ability to encourage a young person to be independent and not reliant on mom and dad for everything. Um, and then having the security from a parent standpoint to want to engage their children, to allow them to be free and grow and be themselves. So it's a challenge for not only the young people, but it's also a challenge for the parents. My guest today is James Lewis. He is the president of the National Society of High School Scholars. And with that, we will be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. If you would like to know more about us, you can go to ellenbecker.com. My guest today, and it's been such a great, interesting show, is James Lewis, who is the president of the National Society of High School Scholars. But I have to say, I was looking at his um, long list. If you want to go and read some fabulous um, accolades, um, really just go to James Lewis and look up National Society of High School Scholars. But you had something that you did that I thought was very interesting and fun. In 2002, you were given the Olympic torch bearer and you carried the flame through the Atlantic neighborhood. What, what a great thing. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, Karen, uh, that's one of the highlights <laughs> of my life. Um, oh, my gosh. Um, 2002, you know, it, it seems like it was yesterday, but it was, gosh, 20 years ago. Yeah, I was selected to be one of the torchbearers of the Olympic torch and carry it through the uh, streets of Atlanta. So, you know, it's something that was uh, a big honor to be chosen. And in particular for me, um, the neighborhood that I was asked to carry the torch to was a Martin Luther King neighborhood. Um, so I had the responsibility to carry the torch through a historical part of the city of Atlanta, uh, representing you know, young students from around the world. And it was such a big honor. I was so nervous, I didn't want to trip. Uh, and, you know, and, and have the flame go out. So I was trying to be very focused on, on holding the torch and keeping it going. So, uh, you know, it can make it from all the way from Greece to the final place. And it's such an honor for, for me to have done that, to represent the city of Atlanta and everything I believe in, in young people and also diverse young people. So uh, that was one of the highlights. Thank you for, for, Ask me about that, Karen. Oh, it was so exciting. What a thing to do. And I also noted that in 2012, you were awarded the Champions Award at the 
World Diversity Leadership Summit, nearly 400 senior global executives who over 150 of the world's leading corporations were a part of the international summit. And you received the award for your passion of opening doors and opportunities for young leaders from around the world. And the reason I'm, I'm bringing that up because I know you're modest and saying, why is she reading that? Why is she bringing that up? But those are the types of mentors that I wanna be. Um, my clients as they retire and they have time to, to really make an impact in the world and to mentor our children. And those were some of the things that I really didn't have as a, as a young student and as a young woman and, you know, going into my career. And I think you being that leader and having such a passion to help students and to help people, very diverse people is just commendable. And it's really what will encourage our our students, our children, our grandchildren to know that there's more. Absolutely. And within it, the exciting thing for me is working with a diverse group of students and within our honors organization, 60% of our members are non-white. Um, so I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud that 25% are something we call first-gen student which means their parents didn't have an opportunity to go to college. So when you're working with a first-gen uh, student, a young diverse student, and we bring them into an honors organization and first recognize achievements, um, all too often very smart students don't get that recognition that they deserve. Um, you know, they, they have worked hard. You know, they have a 3.8, 3.9, 4.0, you know, amazing young people. And when we can congratulate them with the honor of being involved in a significant honors organization and build a network for them where they can connect with other students that look like them, that have the same beliefs and a really safe environment, then it allows them to really blossom as a person and uh, succeed in life. So, you know, it was a great honor to receive that award. Um, it's something that I believed in my entire life. Um, growing up, I lived in different parts of the country. So I had moved from Niagara Falls, New York, to Florida, to Kansas, to New Jersey, and then to Atlanta. And, you know, I, I didn't like it when my father came home and said, we've got a promotion and we're moving to a new city. Um, but it allowed me an opportunity to live in different parts of the country and experience what that culture was like and then go to a new culture. And uh, it was exciting, you know, when I was young moving from Kansas, they were asking me about do we have horses and is that how we got around in Kansas? Now, of course, you know, that was through television and other things, but every community is different. And when you understand that, you know, there's so many similarities in life and we all want to be the best version of ourselves. And if we can develop a network like NSHSS to help students be proud of who they are and connect with others that are like themselves or, you know, different from themselves, I think the world would be a better place. So, you know, that's our focus and our mission. And we want to help as many students as possible go to college and, and live their dream. And through NSHSS, we offer tremendous scholarships, um, you know, and there's so many scholarships outside of NSHSS that students are capable of applying to. And some advice I'd like to give to you, Karen, and to your listeners, 
are for families and students to apply often and early to scholarships. So there are so many scholarships that are available to young people today, and many of them are not even applied for. So if you think about an academic area or a community uh, opportunity, if you can Google your passion and who you are and find out what scholarships are available under those topics, you'll be surprised how many unique scholarships are available to outstanding students. So I wanna encourage your listeners to look for scholarships, apply as many times as they can, and once they have that ability to understand how to go about completing an application and writing an essay and getting some letters of recommendation and completing the applications on time or early, it helps build a self-discipline and awareness financially of the cost of college. So the ability to not only complete the FAFSA forms to allow a family to understand financial aid, but to take it a step further and negotiate with their colleges and universities on the best tuition, and then follow that up with great scholarships that will help a student uh, go to college, possibly debt-free. And you know, when you think about the high cost of an institution, there's ways to bring the cost down and then allow a student to achieve their dreams. Um, NSHSS also works with some outstanding organizations um, there's a lot of wonderful programs like the CIA and the State Department. You know, they offer scholarships to students and they'll completely pay for one's education. And they hire, the CIA hires at 18. So the ability for a student to say, I'd like to go to college. I'd like to be involved in giving back to my community. If I could get connected and apply for a position with the CIA, get a great, uh, great career experience and go to the college of their choice and have everything paid for, it sure alleviates some of the anxiety of how do I pay for college and who do I want to become, you know, once I graduate. So I want to encourage your listeners to think broadly, you know, think of many opportunities and don't just take the advice of outstanding counselors within your high school but talk to other people and network you know, with people in the community and ask them, how did they go to college and how did they determine what to study and who are they today? And you know, develop those mentors like you had mentioned because people do wanna share their wisdom and their support. And when it comes to letters of recommendation for scholarships and for college admissions, if a family or a student can identify some outstanding mentors, these are the kind of people that will, will, will be glad to write glowing letters of recommendation because the student has reached out and says, I want to learn from you. I want to gain you know, from your experiences and please share with me how I can be the best version of myself. So those kind of relationships are critically important for a number of reasons. My guest today is James Lewis. He is the president of the National Society of High School Scholars. And we're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, Jim, I'm just curious that there are so many students or parents that are listening today. And many of them, as you said, didn't go to college and they struggle with these forms. Um, is there something that parents can do to help their kids with these forms or places they could go? Is this something that students 
um, can help each other. And with that, we will be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And if you have questions, we'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you. Um, I think it's really important what James said earlier that starting out with that whole idea of helping your children to be financially aware. And I'll just give a quick little story that I did for my daughter, Julie, who is now the president of Ellen Becker Investment Group. But when she was a freshman, I gave her money for her um, expenses for every month. Of, of the year and she would pay for those. We got a checking account, a savings account. In her sophomore year, I gave it to her for three months at a time. So the quarter and in her junior year, I gave her money that she had to survive on for half a year. And in her senior year, I gave her one big lump sum of money. And I said, this is for your whole year. And she babysat and she did other things and she had to work to earn other dollars. But by the time she got to college, she was so good about budgeting her money. And she really understood the value of a dollar. And there's lots of different ways that parents can help their students um, really understand money and nobody likes talking about budgets. So one of the words that I like is help your student to understand cash flow and, and how it works for you. And we were talking in our last segment, my guest today is James Lewis. He is the president of the National Society of High School Scholars. He's also a mentor. And I couldn't have the whole show I could take up um, telling you all the wonderful things that he's done for our community to help our students grow, but to help all of us grow. But I wonder, Jim, you were talking about scholarships and things like that. And some of those forms are pretty intricate and difficult to fill out. Is there a place that a student can go if the parents, maybe they only have one parent, the parents working all the time. Is there a place that they can go to get help with some of this? Oh, Karen, that's a great question. And I'm, I'm so proud of you, how you raised your daughter and you were able to educate her early on on the value of a dollar and how to prepare for the future. So uh, I think if all your listeners can do something similar to what you've done, I think this would be a big success. The session was amazing. Um, but it's a great question. How do parents that may have not had the opportunity to go to college, or if they went and things have changed so drastically, how do they go about uh, securing support? Because the forms are very confusing. The timetables are confusing. Um, but the good news is there's great organizations that can help with that. Um, NSHSS is one of them. So we have programs within our organization that we have uh, meetings and activities and webinars on college applications and how to make your application stand out. Uh, we have topics and programs are about scholarships, uh, how to secure scholarships. On the website, NSHSS, we have uh, a program in there on how to apply for your first scholarship. So your listeners welcome to go to the NSHSS.org website and review that on how a student potentially can apply for their first scholarship. Um, NSHSS is open to students that have a minimum of a 3.5 GPA or higher, and we get nominations from outstanding teachers and counselors, and it's a way to recognize outstanding students, but a student can also apply by sending in a transcript showing that they are um, have that academic achievement of a 3.5 or better. So organizations 
not only like NSHSS, but there are many organizations that offer this kind of advice and students, uh, advice to students and to parents. Um, so there's the local counselors at their high school, and many of them are involved in a national organization, and it's called NACAC. And NACAC is the National Association of College Admissions Counseling. And they have tremendous information on the newest trends, how to help families and students complete this process of college applications. They have meetings for parents that help uh, connect students with universities. NACAC is a great group. Uh, the National Scholarship Providers Association, NSPA, is a national organization dedicated to helping students pay for their college. And it's another national group that a family can go online, look up what is the name of the national organization for scholarships or college admissions uh, around a topic, and then reach out to those national organizations, many of which have tremendous information on their websites. Um, the College Board is a great organization. ACT, you know, when we think about those two, it's not only a testing organization, but they have tremendous resources for students and their families that are having that have questions around the college admissions piece. Um, so there are resources available and please for the parents that may not feel comfortable because they didn't get an opportunity. Like with NSHSS, 25% of our members are first generation. So we deal with literally hundreds of thousands. If you're looking at 2 million members, 500,000 of our members didn't have that resource, but they found it through NSHSS or organizations like NSHSS. What I like about the things that you're sharing with my listeners today is that even if a student doesn't have that grade point average and maybe can't be part of the National Society of High School Scholars, all of the information you're sharing is information any student can use and any parent can use to help that student to, um, to feel comfortable and to get into a college of their choice or one that is going to help them in the future to determine the path they want to take. Absolutely. You know, look beyond the obvious. Ask the listeners to do a Google search and you'll be surprised how much information is available and how many organizations have a significant mission of helping young students be the best they can be. And I know that I belong to several women's organizations and we all have scholarship programs within there. One of our um, one of our employees father passed away and he was a musician and she started a, a scholarship program for a student that wants to get into music. And so I think you're right. There's more money out there than people could even imagine. It's not just the big, big things up there, but there's corporations and, and different um, lions groups and all of those different groups that have money available for students that want, want to go to school. No, no, absolutely. And they don't have to be an honor student. And that's what's so exciting. You know, Karen, I'm surprised how many dollars that are available to students and their families and they're not requested. So the idea of saying, gosh, I like music. Let me see what scholarships may be available to someone who likes music. There are scholarships for tall people. There are scholarships for short people. <laughs> There's a scholarship for everybody. So I would encourage your listeners to seek out scholarships that are who they are, that represent their passions. Do a little research. Google's their best friend. 
and they'll find amazing opportunities uh, out there and take advantage of all these scholarships. And, and I would say that one of the things that often comes up is people will say, we, we can't afford to send our, our child to school, or we don't have those types of resources, or, you know, they've had something happen. We've just been through COVID, lots of businesses have collapsed. There's people with hardships out there that maybe in the past may not have had hardships. Don't give up. Wouldn't you say, don't give up? There's money out there. There's an opportunity for that child who really wants to go to school. There is an opportunity. And you might have to dig a little bit, but all the organizations that you have listed, I think are out there to help. Absolutely. And I love your, your focus. Don't give up. Um, and we've all been through difficult times with the pandemic. Um, now things are... Um, I guess, going a little unhinged internationally. Uh, so students and families are feeling some tensions and it's okay to have some anxiety about the future. And again, if you're involved in a family and a network, you can reach out to your peers and talk about your fears, discuss them openly and resolve those things um, that, uh, that you have anxiety about. We're all nervous about, we're all nervous about college and majors and becoming the best version of themselves. So go for it. Go for it, I say. My guest today is James Lewis. He is the president of the National Society of High School Scholars, an amazing man um, who is really committed to getting the word out there so that kids can find the best of who they are and be happy in the career that they choose. And I just want to thank you, Jim. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being and have an enjoyable weekend. Bye.